What up, Bite Size Buddies? Hello. Welcome to Bite Size Podcast, a show where we give you big ideas, bite sized. I'm Adrian. And I'm Tally. And we're in the same room. We're really doing it, you guys. We're here. We're here. And we're enjoying each other's company, unfortunately, under the sad, sad imposition of coronavirus or COVID-19 here in the United States. And it's balls, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Shit fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, we get to see each other again, which is nice. We are trying to maintain a distance of six feet apart, kind of. We're currently almost touching. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's a lie. We're totally, totally breaking the rules. But, I mean, I've been safe and asymptomatic for over two weeks, and, like, I don't interact with anybody normally, and I certainly don't anymore, so. Yeah, I haven't left my house in, I don't even know. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's bleak, bro. Right, for sure. And it's, like, hard to remember that this is going to go on for, like, fucking months. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's been, like, five days. I'm freaking out. <laughs> well, I guess it's not been five days yet, because I got here on It's been five Sunday. days for you. I haven't left my house in, like, two weeks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've been uh, working from home. I think, I think this was my second week. Mm-hmm. working from home. I don't know. I've lost all concept of time. Yeah, uh, I woke up this morning and we had potatoes and... Well, I woke up at, like, 11... Okay, so, let's start over. <laughs> let's start from the beginning. I woke up at, like, 6.20 this morning because I'm so used to waking up at, like, 6 o'clock. Well, I'm so used to waking up at, like, 5.30 in California and, of course, right. I'm an hour ahead here, so I woke yeah. up at, like, 6.30 this morning and I was like, fuck, I mean, there's not really anything I can do. Like, I could go for a run, but then I, like, I went for a run yesterday and, like, my legs hurt super bad. Right. So I was like... Why mm-hmm. run two days in a row? Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I'll, like, lay down for, like, you know, a couple more hours and, like, see how it is. And then I woke up at, like, 11.40. And then Tori was like, do you know what sounds, like, really good right now? And I was like, what? And she's like, mashed potatoes. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> She made mashed potatoes. We had mashed potatoes with sriracha and cheese for breakfast this morning. And, like, she was like, okay, they're almost done. Like, do you want anything to drink? And I was like, can you do, like, a glass of wine? Like, I just have, like, a glass of wine? So it was had... totally me the other day. I made Noah. I was, like, I was making vegetable stock. I made too much vegetable stock. Our freezer is nothing but vegetable stock right now. Yeah. But I was, like, really going to town on it, and then mm-hmm. uh, Noah just happened to, like, walk through the room, and I was like, do we have any Chardonnay? <laughs> do we have any, like, <laughs> suddenly, like, I've been watching so much Real Housewives of New York that I'm, like, turning into, like, one oh of those God. bitches. Because like, there's nothing else to do, so I'm just like, I'm just gonna binge watch this shit and fucking melt my brain. Like, so what are you binging? Let's talk binge. Yeah, so that's a, that's a big one. So Real Housewives of New York, and then we're also watching I'm finally watching The Magicians which is something that like oh my friend was like oh my god like you have to fucking watch it and it's like so good so far I'm really excited I, I think I watched two episodes of it a couple years ago and I fucking couldn't do really? it it's kind of like it's like definitely like a it's cheesy. Yeah, it's a cheese. It's a cheese for sure. Yeah. Um, it's okay, though. I like it because I like like the kind of concept. My mom read the books like back in the day and was right. like super into it. And then I have a friend who's like big into that sort of stuff that was like, you really should watch it because it's really good. And after you get past the first couple of like... Ugh, sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> after you get past the first couple of cheesy episodes, it's actually very well, good. that's usually how those shows go. Yeah, it's just like hard to get into at first. And then we started watching this fucking... <laughs> we started watching this show about Freud, but he's like a murder mystery solver oh, guy <laughs> that just came out on Netflix, but it's like... It's originally in German, which I would be fine watching it in German with English subtitles, but they right. have, like, a dub track oh, over it, no. and, like, it took me, I was, like, I was, I was intoxicated, and I was watching this show, and at first it looked normal, and then, like, I caught, like, one word and was, like, wait a minute, what the fuck? That looks And then, like, I kept watching it, and I was, like, what the fuck? Like, I can't watch this shit, so I, I stopped watching it, but, um, and then I've listened to... All of the last podcast on the left. I pretty much did that on the way out here. And then... What else? I, have, I don't think I... We've literally just been watching trash television. Like yeah. that, and then That's like... That's what this is for. Fucking... Not the Kardashians. What is it? Vanderpump Rules. We've been watching a lot of Vanderpump mm. Rules. I've never... I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, I mean, it's all dumb as shit. And it's like so infuriating, because you're like, I fucking hate you. Right. And if I met you in real life, I would probably try and, you know, throttle you in the bathroom. But whatever, <laughs> you know? 
Um, so, yeah, that's just trash television. And Love Island. I watch a lot of Love Island, but that's nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> it's just continuous um, trash television. I, I finally watched The Witcher. Oh, fuck yeah. Did you yeah. love it? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like, I know. Oh, I so had a really hot. good time, and I'm already to watch it again to catch all the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because, oh my god. So I was watching it with Noah, and he's already watched it one and a half times. Um, <laughs> so he was he was just constantly like, really pay attention to this. Did you catch that? Watch this. Did god, you see that bit? Shut up. Noah, oh my god, you butt. <laughs> Fat butt. But... He's cute, whatever. Yeah, um, uh, I guess he gets a pass, you know. Yeah, and then um, we're slowly making it through that Lock and Key show. Is that good? It is good. I'm having okay. a good time. Because that's what I wanted to watch that one, too. And then I fucking, I'm just, like, blanking because, like, time is, like, all running it's into weird. itself. It's weird. Things are and, weird like, now. Just, yeah, it's a really weird time to fucking be alive. Sometimes I mean. we'll just, like, be out in the living room and I'll lie and say I'm gonna lie down not right. go to sleep but right. I will go to sleep <laughs> <laughs> on the couch and then right. Noah's in the armchair and he totally like dad naps and there has been multiple times when one of us has woken up in the middle of the night and wakes the other one up just to go are you cool with just staying where you are or do you need to go to the bed <laughs> Like, Jesus we are Christ. trashing hard. Yeah, dude. The dog is wild. just, like, all over the place, just running the house as we're just sleeping <laughs> through life. Just <laughs> one day at a time. Ugh. Yeah, so, um, my fucking, my summer job obviously doesn't start until, originally it was supposed to start on May 5th, which means that I would have been here until, like, just past my... Here's another thing. I'm turning 26 on April 26th, so it's my golden fucking birthday. Oh, shit. You're not gonna be able to do anything. Fucking anything. I was, like, thinking about going to Nepal, because the tickets were really cheap before all this shit went down. Like, I fucking, like... Don't do that. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I was, like, thinking about, like, all kinds of fucking shit that I could fucking do, because it's, like, your golden birthday. It's the big one, right? And, like, and now I'm just gonna be, like, probably just gonna get, like... Maybe buy, like, a nice bottle of champagne and fucking, like, drink at home with Tori. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> like, go outside somewhere, like, go for, like, a drive to the hills and then fucking come home I'll and get I'll send drunk. you a pizza. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah! Yeah! yeah. I'll I mean, have like, them spell out happy birthday and with, with yeah. banana peppers or something. Yes! I'm super into that. I love banana peppers. Uh, yeah, man. So, it's wild. And then Katie was, like told Tori, she was like, you have to be on quarantine for two weeks until you know that you don't have any symptoms because I'm coming from California. Dope. And she's like, hella germaphobe. Which I totally get it. And she was yeah, like, I'm no, not I'm... saying like, fuck Tally, but I'm saying like, fuck this whole shit that's going on. So I'm not totally saying fuck like... Tally, but fuck Tally. <laughs> true, true. Which is fine. Which is totally okay. And like, I totally understand. But it's also like, my job, I don't talk to anybody. I don't see anybody. Like, it's just me in an office away from everything. And then right. I've also been, like, trapped on a mountain for the last, like, two weeks because it right. snowed so much. So it was, like... You good, you good. I'm fine, but... Oh, my God. Why are we yawning so much? I apologize. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. Um, so that's what that's what everybody's been doing. Just fucking trying not to just go fucking insane. Yeah. On a weird note... Mm-hmm. Um, so... A lot, like a lot of people, <laughs> I uh, started getting my shit together right before this all oh, yeah, hit the fan. Yeah. Uh, bought a new car. So cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. That's cool, great. Cool, cool, Love that. Cool. Love that. <laughs> um, Payments are going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a great time. Um, yeah. But I also started seeing a therapist again mm-hmm. right before this all happened, which is great because yeah. I had so much to tell her. But right. um, I had to do like one of those phone like face cam phone therapy ther- session yeah on tuesday was it great week. it was weird at first i mean it was weird a couple of times because her screen froze and uh-huh. she looked like a fucking monster <laughs> <laughs> oh, love um that. but her audio was fine so mm-hmm. i just kept staring at the monster person and talking <laughs> oh my god yeah. like, this, this is, is super weird this is exactly what i needed in my life yeah. trying to heal my brain <laughs> the funny thing is though um I, we were talking about a whole bunch of stuff, as you do, mm-hmm. and, at the, therapy, yeah. yeah, at the, um, the last five minutes of the meeting, I guess, mm-hmm. 
she very politely called me out on having ADHD, <laughs> which I hadn't told her about before. Oh, no. And she was like, so we're going to have to talk about that. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, God, now I have to face even more of my demons. <laughs> right. And then, of course, now all this shit happened. And yeah. It's like, ugh. So, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Fucking feel it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is wild. I, yeah, I just went from being, like, so, so, so secure and, like, super stable and, like, ready to, like, you know, like, re-begin my career where it left off and I shouldn't have left it, but, you know, here we are and things happen and I'm getting all my shit and straightened out and lined up and I've got this job for the summer and then I'm, like, you know, doing really well at my job in the wintertime and it's gonna be great and be able to, like, come out and, like, stay in Tahoe, like, you know, full-time and, like, do this whole fucking thing and then all of a sudden, BOOM! It's like, no, you're jobless, homeless, like, totally fucked. And then on top of it, my last job was in California, so now the unemployment office, um, like, they reported back that my, like, benefit amount was going to be zero dollars, which I'm kind of freaking out about, and they were like, we need to do more, we need to, like, talk to your former employer to get, like, the solid number on your wages for this period of time, and I was like, okay, cool, but... The unemployment office, like, line, when you call their hotline, it doesn't even go to hold. It just says caller or user busy Uh, and ends the fucking call. uh, So you can't even get through to anybody. So I'm, like, sitting in the back, like, just kind of, like, stressing, like, okay, is this, like, going to sort itself out or do I need to, like, send a letter? And you can't email anybody. It's, like, the fucking IRS. So you can't send anybody any fucking emails. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's all fucking bullshit and i'm fucking Shit. freaking out but it's all gonna be over in a matter of months <laughs> yeah sure uh-huh that's yep april but you know the april sunday everything's gonna be we're gonna have a great economy Ugh. we're gonna open the country back up so that the economy can thrive because it's we've gonna got be a great. great it's gonna be so good I'm it's gonna, gonna be literally the best <laughs> and that's what we say to that <laughs> Ew, should we talk about video game stuff? Yeah, dude, let's talk about video games. It seems a lot more fun. Yeah, it really is. Okay. Okay, so this episode, we are going to be telling you about the 3D gaming era. Yeah. You can't see, but I'm doing a weird arm dance. <laughs> a weird arm dancing, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, we left off with PlayStation last episode. So I'm just going to tie that back around and uh, just finish that up. So as a quick reminder, PlayStation was flying high as everybody was completely enthralled with the wide range of games available. It had over a thousand titles in its library, which I didn't know. Like, that's That's a a fucking lot lot of games. Holy shit, that's impressive. Um, But that goes back to they, you know, let people make third-party games and that were awesome. And they were, like, ready for it before they rolled anything out. So they were like, we have all of this shit, and then boom, 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 boom. They fucking had it, dude. you want a game? Boom, 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 boom. It was just, like, back-to-back hits. Yeah. They were just doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's hard to compete with. I've ever known that has had a greatest hits playlist. Which they do. They have the greatest fucking PlayStation. It's great. So, and, uh, let's see. Even after the release of the PS2, which we'll talk about in a quick moment, uh, games were still being pushed out to it because they kind of overlapped there for a bit. Right, right, right. Um, eventually, though, Nintendo had to answer back, and its 32 bits couldn't keep up with the Nintendo's 64. Yeah, so, of course, the Nintendo 64 was the first uh, 3D console answer to the soaring success of the original PlayStation. Um, of course, it was named for the 64. Right. Bit, I didn't uh, even have processor. to look that up. I, <laughs> I just knew yeah. it because it said the fucking name. <laughs> in the name, ma. Um, yeah, so that was released in June of 1996 in Japan, September of 96 in North America, and in March of 1997 for the European Union, and Australian markets. The console sold 32.93 million units worldwide and was globally discontinued in April of 2002. So there's some, like, background for you. Some specs. Um, 
So, of course, the N64, as most will remember, was another cartridge console, um, although the rest of the 3D consoles on the market had moved more towards discs. Right. Um, Which was the smart thing to do, if we were being real. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, that was kind of, like, the direction that everything was going, and, of course, eventually Nintendo did go that direction and then was pushed further into that direction. All of that we'll get to eventually. Um, it was developed under the name Project Reality. The oh. N64 was designed, um, just, this is just per Wikipedia, it was mostly completed by mid-1995, but they went ahead and delayed its launch until 1996, um, at which point Time Magazine named it Machine of the Year. Sure. So obviously they wanted to put some space in between the PlayStation Great. and the Nintendo 64. Um, so the console launched with three games initially. There was Psycho Habo Shogi, which is a Japanese you word that totally I nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I totally got that. One hundred percent. That's exactly right. Um, which was exclusive to Japan, Pilot Wing sixty four, and then the pivotal and continuously praised Super Mario sixty four yep. worldwide. Um, Protect Radar. This uh, was departing from traditional. Like that was the big thing about the Nintendo sixty four. So obviously, if anybody's seen a Nintendo sixty four controller, it had like the trident shape, and then it also had the analog stick controller in the middle, or like the analog stick in the middle of the controller, which was. Just nothing that anyone had ever seen before. Of course, you can see it on, like, arcade games and stuff like that, but it was the first home console to feature that analog stick. And it was a big part of things like um, Super Mario 64 because he could, like, turn on a dime. And this game not only showcased the power of the console itself with the 3D backgrounds that are still continuously, like, people are like, this is amazing, like, you see it in emulators all the time, um, but also, you could turn on a dime, like I said, as per Tech Radar, they wrote in their uh, article about the N64 and greatest consoles, um, Mario could turn on a dime and sprint with the extended lean of the analog stick, so... The unique design of the controller and the introduction of the analog stick was something that home consoles had yet to see, and it was definitely a pivotal feature of the console itself. Um, another defining feature of the 64 was a massive push for multiplayer gaming. Of course, unforgettable classics like Super Smash Bros., Mario Party, Mario Kart, and even GoldenEye. Uh, this console pushed the boundaries of multiplayer gaming, which saw a surge in markets where the chosen audience was families and preteens. So, <clears throat> kind of like we had seen with the fight that was going on between Sega and, um, uh, and Nintendo originally, and then later PlayStation, PlayStation and Sega were both kind of focusing on teenagers and adults. Like, they weren't actually focusing on family-oriented games, which, of course, with all the multiplayer options and titles, that was a big push for the N64, and I think that was something that really led to its, like, lent to its success. Right. And then, of course, there's Zelda Ocarina of Time, which is uh, <laughs> one of the most beautiful by games. By the by. <laughs> yeah, you know, on top of all of that. <laughs> uh, but it was one of the most beautiful games to be released at the time, and it's certainly one of my favorite games of all time. Um, it's also stood the test of time. Like, you can see oh, emulators yeah. of it. People all still over love the place. that shit. Well, on top of it, they did, like, the Unreal... They did a 3D crazy master remaster of it in like some like yeah. just a person did this uh well a team i'm sure um with the unity engine uh the unreal or sorry the unreal engine um and it's absolutely gorgeous like all of like the the mapping that they had to do and the changing of the textures is like absolutely incredible <clears throat> and it's still playable and fun even in today's world of massively open world games like it's still something that people go out and seek and enjoy right and then uh excuse me <clears throat> then there's goldeneye which i never played a lot of as a kid um, I know it was really popular with, like, some people that I knew, and, like, I had heard of it, and I had maybe played it a couple times, but it wasn't something that was, like, I remember, like, the games that I had, I, like, it just wasn't one of the games that we had right. as a family. Um, however, I did used to go to, um, this German beer bar where they had trivia nights, and on trivia nights, if they had a tie, they had this big projector set up at all times, and they would bring out an N64, and they would play GoldenEye Dope. all slaps, Dope. and whoever the winner was would win trivia that night. That's awesome. And so, yeah, it was, like, super cool <laughs> to, like, do that. It was, like, fucking magical. 
another one that I really, really loved and something that I think has continuously been a really big thing for Nintendo was Donkey Kong 64. I played hours of that game. Oh, yeah. It was fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I would wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and sneak downstairs before my parents got up and, like, turn the volume off on the TV to play, like, Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> and I remember there was, like, times when I forgot to turn the volume down and, like, it starts off with, like, no sound and then it's just okay, like, super fucking Donkey Kong, <laughs> yeah. like, okay, like, super fucking loud, and I would, like, shit my pants a little bit, like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <clears throat> fuck yeah. Yeah, so that's super great. Um, I, uh, I've got, yeah, I got in trouble for, you know, waking my parents up with shit like that, and I, I just, just one of the things that I think was, I think it was massively underrated. Um, I loved the role-playing games that you, like, even the single-player, multiplayer, Sorry, single-player role-playing games that were available. Another big one, of course, Banjo-Kazooie. Like, my friend and I used to play that so much that that's, like, our nicknames for each other. Like, Aww. he's Banjo and I'm Kazooie. It's cute. cute. It's cute. Um, and then uh, this uh, initially launched at uh, $199.99. And, um, again, 32.93 million units sold worldwide. IGN named it the ninth greatest video game console of all time, which puts it, of course, in the top ten. There were 296 N64 games released in North America, and that's not including color variants or not for resale cartridges. So, all right, yeah, it did pretty good for like introduction into the 3D gaming realm and not being a disc-driven console. Yeah, I think it did really it did, well. Yeah, it held its own for sure. Yeah, it was like the ultimate party console for a while too oh yeah i like remember if you went to a sleepover and they had an n64 yeah fuck dude shit's real yeah yeah dude that's that's how it was and like everybody like having like i remember we would even like bring controllers over to friends house like i'm still okay i don't understand how i'm so trash at smash brothers because i'm like so fucking bad at smash and everybody's like oh, i'll get smash for the switch and i'm like nah i'll play no, somebody else's but like i don't have fun i've never had fun since i was a child <laughs> like a small child like i don't play that fucking game yeah i'm just bad at it like if you want we can fucking play cart and school your ass you know whatever yeah i mean maybe if it's not <clears throat> patrick royals because he beat me shamelessly oh i lost five dollars um, but no, I went over to, like, uh, because <coughs> I have the Switch now, right? Mm-hmm. So, after the bar, we, like, went over to a friend's house, and we were, like, playing Mario Kart, and it was, like, me versus, like, these three dudes that were, like, oh, smoke your ass, and I just, like, I kept beating them, to the point where it was just, like, I'm so sorry, like, I'm so sorry, I don't know what to do, like, and I was, like, you guys can pick my setup if you want, so they picked my setup and all, and I still just, like, whooped ass. I was like, yeah, Dope. bitch. And then but I was yeah. like, and then I felt bad because, like, people weren't having fun, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what to do. Because, <laughs> you know, how boys get. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, so that's the N64. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Coming up next. Wait, <laughs> let's talk about the who won that round. Oh, yeah, between the PlayStation and the 64. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, I mean, the 64 was really... I don't know, it kind of just depends on how you feel about the the multiplayer aspect of it, and, like, I feel like if you grew up with a PlayStation as opposed to an N64, like, the difference there, like, right. obviously that's a thing that you have to kind of take into account as well, but, uh, I mean... I played a lot of both of them, so I don't really... Did you have... Do you have the specs from the PlayStation? PlayStation? I certainly do. I certainly do. Somewhere within here. PlayStation 1, right there. Uh, so 100... Okay, so... Okay. In terms of nostalgia, in terms of the amount that I spent playing the system, because I then went back and bought another one, like, as an adult and continued to play it and still play it to this day. Right, right, right. Um, in terms of the base foundation that was laid for multiple series and exploration in the future, um, I love the N64. Right. And I think that I would trade, personally, I would trade the PlayStation 1 for the N64 any day. Now, of course, when we look at <clears throat> the actual price um, and as like how many were sold 
and things like that. I mean, obviously we have the N64 started at $199 as opposed to the original price of $299 for the PlayStation, so it was a little bit more cost-effective. Um, PlayStation 1 also, I think, didn't they go for a lot longer before they were discontinued? Almost 10 years. Yeah. So or over ten years, yeah. Yeah, two thousand six. Whereas the PlayStation, or sorry, the N sixty four was discontinued in April of two thousand two. So I feel like maybe that's kind of like the differential between like the units sold is you know they did go on for like a full you know five years, almost five years past. Yeah. So. So I would say, like, me personally, like, I am a PlayStation person Mm -hmm. through and through. Right. I've owned multiples of every... (coughs) Right, iteration. Yeah. Like, I love a PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Um, I never owned an N64. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think just from going PlayStation to N64, like, just looking at it unbiasedly, I would give it to the N64. Right. And I just, I just like, playability, like, in terms of, like, the games that were released specifically for the Nintendo, like, looking at, like, o- Ocarina of Time, like, all that kind of stuff. It's right. Like, I mean, I'm Nintendo and PlayStation. Like, we had an NES, we had an SNES, yeah. we had an N64, we had a Wii. Like, we were very much, like, a Nintendo family, and then when I was an adult and able to, like, buy, like, my own shit, like, obviously I had a PlayStation 3, and I have a PlayStation 4, and I plan on getting a PlayStation 5. Dude, I'm totally in fucked up. So, yeah, so, I mean, like, I love PlayStation. I think that PlayStation had a lot of amazing exclusives, like, looking at Final Fantasy 7, looking at all of the Final Fantasies that were released for the PlayStation 1, looking at Legend of Dragoon, which is still one of my favorite games of all time. But, you know, if I had to, like, sit, if I had to choose one on a deserted island somewhere, you know, rented to me by a <laughs> raccoon, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would probably choose the N64. So for me right. personally, I think looking at specs, even even still looking at specs, I mean, I know that um, it undersold the PlayStation, but it also was a cartridge game. Yeah. It still did really well in the markets. And it, looked it was good. Discont- it looked great. It was a good yeah. looking system. You know, yeah. it's easily, you can bash someone over the head with that for yeah. sure. Um, for sure. But I think side by side, even with the underselling in the markets, like it was cut off before the PlayStation one was as well. Um, and I think for doing what they did with 3d gaming, they did a really good job. Yeah. All right. We'll give it to the N64. To the N64. All right. Round two. Round two. This is PlayStation two versus Dreamcast coming up first. Dreamcast. Okay. <laughs> I forgot which order we were going in, so I'm glad that you remind me, because that's I got right. You. The Dreamcast did come first. Uh, so, I have not once ever played, or I think even seen a Dreamcast in real life. I have not. It was that quick. Yep. <laughs> like, it was in there, I and know. I was like, eh. I will say, though, that although I never got to play one and all that, mm-hmm. I knew about it, and that says a lot. Because I was a tiny baby child. Yeah, right. And so, I still knew. <laughs> yeah, they had a pretty big push in terms of the American markets for, like, advertisement. Like, I remember it just having weird advertisements. And I should have looked some of them up. I feel like a bad podcaster <laughs> right now because I should have, like, done a little bit more research into it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I still remember that they had really strange, weird... Like, it made me feel uncomfortable as a child. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like the like the memory of it like in my in my memory but you know I don't know because I I didn't I didn't you know go back and see if they had advertisements available but like I said I don't think I've, I've ever seen one in real life I've only seen them in pictures um, my friend James uh, I did speak with him uh, briefly about it because he had mentioned I told him that we were doing the console wars and so he had like and I mentioned Dreamcast was going to come up, and he was like, oh, yeah, you used to, like, do emulators or ROMs on that all the time. So I did call him, and he said that it was, like, one of the coolest systems ever because the Dreamcast was put out before DRM, sorry, which is Digital Restrictions Management, so that's the practice of imposing technological restrictions on... Um, and controls on what users can do with digital media. So that's, for example, like, if you put a DVD into, or a PlayStation 2 game into a PlayStation 1, it won't recognize it. Right. Because it can't read that media. Um, 
And that's, like, a whole thing with, like, backwards compatibility and why people are pissed off about a lot of shit. But apparently, the Dreamcast came out before that was a thing, and he said that there was, if you had a CD burner and a program called Disc Juggler, which is what he thought it was called, uh, you could download ROMs for pretty much any fucking game with a torrent, and then you could burn it for the Dreamcast, even the Japanese editions, and that there were mods for them, but you really didn't need a mod when you had that program, because you could just instantly, you know, rip a CD. I I will talk about this in a future episode, but that's what I totally did with my Wii. Okay, okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. Love that. Um, so this was actually the... Um, yeah. Uh, I felt really bad that I didn't have that much to back it up because it was a console that is known for, like, being so far ahead of its time. Um, so I'll, like, drop some specs and speculation and stuff, but, I mean, there's really not a whole lot about it out there because it didn't last for very long. <clears throat> right. Quick so, note, if you had a Dreamcast, please write to us and tell us about your memories with your Dreamcast. Yeah, your Dreamcast experience. Like, definitely, like, call in, correct, fucking do all the fucking... Yeah. Like, if we could take callers right now, we'd definitely be doing that. But we do have an email, so that's bite-sized with a D podcast at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on twitter which would be bite size that's b-y-t-e-s-i-z-e podcast and that's going to be at bite size podcast on twitter and instagram available there as well um so the console was released in japan in november of 1998 uh north america in september of 1999 and then uh european markets in october of 1999 it was the first of the sixth-generation video game consoles coming out before the PlayStation 2, Nintendo GameCube, and, the, of course, Microsoft's first uh, console offering, which was the Xbox. Uh, it was also the final home console release for Sega and the end of the company's 18 years in the console market. Um, so this was a console that was largely... Um, it was designed specifically to curb the price tag shock of the Sega Saturn, which was such a massive part of the failings of the Sega Saturn. Right. Um, so they used largely off-market internal components, um, and even after price cuts, the, the company just continued to lose money with the Dreamcast. Just tanking. Yeah, so it just went down, down, down. Like, it, it just, <laughs> it wasn't, like, I mean, there was offerings from third parties, <laughs> there was all of the things that you could do with it, and it was, like, heralded as something that was, like, so far ahead of its time by so many the problem was it just couldn't sell. So after a short lifespan, the Dreamcast was discontinued in March of 2001. So two that years. That is so short. Yeah. Aw, buds. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> um, so discontinued March of 2001 with 9.13 million units sold worldwide. Um, big features were uh, Jet Set Radio, which is actually, I remember that, a game that I played, like, so much of on the Xbox. Our neighbors had an Xbox, and I used to play Jet Set Radio all the time. <laughs> Never played it on a Dreamcast, but definitely played it on an Xbox. Um, the, Dream Con the Dreamcast was also the first console to include a built-in modem for internet and online play and uh, LAN compatibility. So, like, obviously, like... It was ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time. Like, it had so many features and so many things. I just think that, like, after the failings of, like, you know, if you get burned, you know, fuck me once, shame on me, fuck me twice, shame on... Or, wait, fuck me... Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got George Bush it. <laughs> I George Bush the shit out of that. Right, right, right. Oh, so, no. fuck, fuck me once, shame on you. Fuck me twice, shame on me. That's what I meant to say. Um, so I think after being continuously burned by Sega, like the general markets were probably just like, yeah, man, fuck this shit. Like, also, I don't know how it works, and it's weird, and it's got a yeah. bunch of weird stuff. I don't want to learn it. Get it out of yeah, here. Get it out. Get it out. Um, I just wasn't this flashy, you know. Right. People just weren't ready. People weren't ready for it. And uh, What does it look like? Is it a square? Uh, no, it's like, uh, it looks very similar, actually, to... Um, the original PlayStation. I feel like I've seen one. I've had to have seen one. Let me pull up a picture of it. It's like, I don't know, it's like, it's got like a weird controller. Yeah, it looks just like the PlayStation. It looks oh, like a yeah, cross I've between seen the PlayStation and the N64 a little bit, I think. There was a, um, there was a store in town here called Cool Stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the name of the store? It was literally called Cool Stuff. <laughs> and uh, they sold all these retro consoles and games, and it was so fucking dope, but it only lasted, like, three months, but they had one there. Ah, I 
kind of want to buy a Dreamcast now. Fuck it, do it. Who cares? Maybe that should be, like, one of our, like, side episodes is we'll buy a Dreamcast and then just kind of, like... Quarantine? Oh, look at that one. That one's cute and pink. Yeah, it's got anime. Oh, my God, it's got fucking uh, Sailor... The Sailor Scouts. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally a Sailor Jupiter, by the way. Uh, I like to think that I am a Sailor Mars uh, sometimes, but then also... I don't know. I think I relate mostly to, uh... Sailor Moon also I was gonna say, fucking dits. I was gonna say. Were you really? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, it's me. It's me, Sailor Moon. Fucking idiot. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Woo. Well, I'm glad. Like, nobody ever wants to say that they're, like, the main character, but, like, I'm a fucking Sailor Moon. Like, yeah, you really are. Sailor thing. Moon. Sailor Moon. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's the Dreamcast, the the very, very, very short-lived Dreamcast. Yeah, well, here's PlayStation 2 to fucking stomp the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, boom, okay, give me that, give me that sweet, sweet pain. <laughs> All right. Bring the pain. <laughs> I'm sorry. God, I'm so glad you're home. Okay. <laughs> the PlayStation 2, or the PS2 as it came to be known, <laughs> released worldwide in 2000. It was backwards compatible with PS1 games oh, and their controllers. Up. I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> I instantly fucked that up just right off the bat. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh wait, you can the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. play PlayStation One, one games, games, but you can't on... play PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Back. Okay, you're good. So, you yeah. good. You good. Okay, I would have sure. called you out on that. Okay, cool. Because I definitely cool, tried cool, cool. in my PS1. Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> Anyways, so that was a huge draw since people didn't immediately have to buy a whole new game library. Like, they already had the PS1, they got the PS2, they could still play all the fucking games that they wanted. Big thing. Uh, Quick fact, um, as of a year ago, it is still the best-selling game console of all time. Damn. Like, let that sink in. Jesus. Out of all the things that are out. Yeah, every single thing. PS2 is still holding it fucking down. Yeah. I mean, it That's was fucking crazy. It was an incredible fucking console. It really I is. Love it. I, I still love have it. two of them, like at least two. Yeah, I have the fat version and the slim version. Same, yeah. <laughs> I got the thick boy and the slim boy. <laughs> slim boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it sold over um, one hundred fifty-seven point sixty-eight million units. Jesus. Fucking Christ. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of, that's a lot of units. That's a lot of moved units. Yeah. Okay, anyways, sorry about that. That was weird. <laughs> it's crazy. So, Sony was being pretty secretive about the PS2 when they were developing it, mm-hmm. which isn't surprising given the whole console wars thing. Yeah, and it was a real fucking thing at this point. Like, yeah, you like, like, you gotta keep your shit Fucking real, locked real down. console wars hours. Yeah. <laughs> So, however, it was leaked to the press in 97 that it was going to be backwards compatible, Mm. have a built-in DVD player, Mm. and also connect to the internet. Mm. So, these things, I think, um, got people, like, super hyped about it before it even hit the market. Like, people were like, holy shit, Oh my god, I don't have to buy, like, all new games, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. All these things were dope. Um, And then, on the first day of its release, the first day... Uh, sales from the consoles, games, and accessories pulled in over $250 million. Jesus Christ. On the first day. Holy fuck. (laughs) That's a lot. The Dreamcast did $97 million. (laughs) Wow. That's not as much. Um, That's not $250 million. That's for sure. It sure ain't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, it did have a few hiccups at the beginning. Namely, it was hard to find one as everybody was buying them. Sold out as fuck. Yeah. Sold the fuck out. Mm. Uh, so there were some manufacturing delays because they were trying to hurry up and push everything out to meet all these demands. Mm -hmm. And then, um, it was during then that, you know, like, uh, fucking eBay was hanging around. Price gouging. Yeah. People were selling them on eBay for (laughs) over a thousand dollars. People were fucking buying them. Yeah. As they do. It's weird. Yeah. Stupid, stupid people. Um, Luckily, this didn't falter the console too much. Uh, since it was backwards compatible, the PS2 had access uh, to all the games that were still being developed for PS1, because PS1 didn't die for a while. Yeah, it was chilling. Yeah. It was straight chilling. So they were getting, like, that double D. Like, they were <laughs> they were pulling it down. Um, and Sony, Sony uh, started adding new development kits uh, for developers, which added even more games to the PS2's library. Right. Another point to po- Pony. <laughs> Another sorry, point what? to Sony. <laughs> 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 Pony <laughs> up. <laughs> is that since it had um, 
DVD player capabilities, it opened it up to a whole other market uh, because people that, you know, wanted to buy a DVD player were like, why don't I just buy a PS2? Because, because it's a DVD it's, player and games. And it's games. And yeah. it's sometimes often cheaper. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Back in the day, for yeah. sure. I, so, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we bought a PlayStation 2 is because it yeah. was like, well, we can still play all the games from PlayStation 1, which is kind of dying now. Yeah. Because it was at that yeah, point. Yeah, it totally was. And then also... DVD player, and it's straight Yeah, there. it's yeah. fun for the whole family in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. So, the PS2 stayed in the game pretty well using some smart tactics. Sony managed to temporarily secure uh, a PS2 exclusive release of Grand Theft Auto series and the Metal Gear Solid 2 ahead of Xbox. Yeah. Another tactic Sony used was uh, cutting the price from $299, which was its introductory price, right. to $199 in 2002. Which made it the same price as the GameCube and way cheaper than the Xbox. Right. It started pushing its PlayStation Network adapter in late 2002, that same year, Mm -hmm. in response to the Xbox Live, which kept it relevant uh, even longer. Mm. Uh, And then the Slim was released, which was super dope. Right. And the Slim version was released in anticipation for the launch of fucking San Andreas. Yes! It was uh, the first time... No, it was at this time mm-hmm. <laughs> that, the, that the PS2 faltered, and as Sony because Sony underestimated the demand for the Slim, uh, so this caused a fucking slowdown because manufacturers again were trying to keep up with all the demands. Right. And weirdly enough, this was when that Russian oil tanker got stuck in that canal and blocked a ship from China that was carrying a bunch of PS2s to the UK. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Fuck! Super weird yeah. and unfortunate. Also, uh, shout out to the movie Hackers. Right? Uh, these shortages uh, especially hurt the brand as there were over 1,700 stores in North America that didn't even have them before Christmas that year. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that'll fucking tank you right there. Yeah. Speaking of tankers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just knocked elbows. We just so sure, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> so some quick facts about the PS2. It was released in 2000. It died in 2013. Hey, Damn. Uh, its introductory price was two ninety nine. It sold over one hundred and fifty seven million units. Uh, still the highest selling. Yep. Uh, notable games include the Metal Gear Solid Two, the Tony Hawk series, Final Fantasies, mm-hmm. Silent Hills, Splinter Cell. Update to Silent Hill. It's all I fucking Seriously, want. We're all gonna real. die soon. Like just release a fucking. So Silent the Hill. first time I played Silent Hill was on my PS two. And my, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. my parents were going out like they went to Deadwood or something so I was uh-huh. at home alone and oh, I like no. shut all the fucking oh, lights fuck. off why would you do that and to we lived not near people right yeah in yeah. a scary place yeah <laughs> and I was fucking terrified yeah because it was fucking great it was terrifying yeah I love Silent Hill was like probably honestly I would say it was it's up there for one of the most important horror series of all time oh yeah and i'm really Hands fucking down. upset that we haven't gotten more silent, like updated silent hill we're like, ready i don't give a fuck about resident like no offense and i'm sure people will be like hella fucking pissed about this i don't give a fuck about resident evil i all really I don't either fucking silent hill That's i'm here for it too yeah anyways it also had uh katamari oh what I that? Love katamari. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. um and again its best-selling game was uh san andreas which sold 17.3 Million copies. Yeah, and people still play that game. Play the Dude, shit that game out of is that game. fucking dope. Yeah. I'm, that was the first Grand Theft Auto I played. I was never a GTA fan just because, like, my parents wouldn't let me play it. Aw, bad. <laughs> I know. You can play my copy. <laughs> right, and that's kind of like how it was. It was like that, and like, like uh, I mean, I guess I didn't have an Xbox, so I couldn't play Halo except for, like, the neighbor kid's house, which I played, like, a lot of Halo. Yeah, like, yeah. A yeah. fuck ton of Halo at his house, but. Word. Uh, yeah. Anyways. So, uh, yeah. for round two. Um, I'm gonna have to give it to the PS2. Um, I don't. Think, honestly, Dreamcast did like a really good job. No, definitely PlayStation 2 just like stomped the shit. It out of really did. It took what Dreamcast was doing and then just did it like um, I don't know better. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, pretty much. I don't think we even need to really talk about that more because no, it was just you know it is what it is. It's unfortunate yeah, it's that, the, like, that the Dreamcast the didn't get its recognition, but also yeah, you know. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So bring it in. Um, obviously with, uh, you know, um, 
the release of the PlayStation 2 and, and disc games and, and the sixth generation of console gaming, Nintendo had to figure it shit out. Yeah, pretty much. And they did okay. Um, this is another console that I really didn't play much of. Um, I remember there were kids in my neighborhood that had them, but I only ever played a couple of times. It was something that was really always around but never really utilized because even after the Dream... Or not the Dreamcast, the uh, GameCube was released... Um, we still played, like, Mario Kart and shit on the N64. Right. Like, yep. even when we had Dreamcast available, still played the N64. So it was, you like, some GameCube. Shit-ass, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like, <laughs> see, it's, this is how they do it. Now, now we're it's all, fucking like, in there. now it's gonna be in my head. I'm gonna have dreams about the Dreamcast. I do remember that I really liked the way the GameCube looked. Yeah, like it was, it was super cube. cool. It's it a fucking like, cube. It's a fucking square. square. Yeah, yeah, it's like interesting. Everything cool. else has been a rectangle. <laughs> well, and it had like a handle on it so that you could like bring it yeah, places. Yeah, super and shit. cool. Yeah. Smart. Um, so some background history. This was the sixth generation follow up to the N sixty four. Um, was known as Project Dolphin, which oh, I love. Oh shit! My glasses are super dirty, so I'm just gonna take them off. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry my dog licked them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did a little bit. Um, so with. Uh, this, um, this was Nintendo's main competition against Sony PlayStation 2 and Microsoft's original Xbox. It was released in Japan in September of 2001, North America in November of 2001, and European markets in May of 2002. The GameCube was the first Nintendo console to use optical discs, and they opted for a mini-DVD format. Um, as the system was not... they were cute little things, right? Yeah, they were itty Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we had a camcorder that was mini-DVD. Because <clears throat> you could, like, if you had a DVD player, you can still play it. Like, that's, you know, how optical drives have yeah, the yeah. smaller inside the yeah. bigger. <laughs> the smaller inside the bigger, yeah. The mini inside of the mega, you know? <laughs> um, so you could still play them anyway. But yeah, it had little itty bitty guys. Um, as the uh, system was not designed to play full size DVDs or audio CDs, uh, like its competitors, and they said they wanted to focus on gaming exclusively. Wow. Someone takes themselves seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The system also supported limited online gaming for a small number of games, including LAN options for games like 1080 Avalanche, which is, you know, my real life nowadays, (laughs) Uh, Kirby Air Ride, Mario Kart Double Dash, and a game called Fantasy Star Online, which was their main online offering. I never played it. (laughs) So I I don't even heard about it. Um... It also featured a Game Boy Advance Link cable uh, compatibility to access exclusive in-game features using the handheld as a second screen and controller, so precursor to the Wii U, kind of. Overall, the GameCube had a relatively positive launch. Uh, Critiques uh, from PC Mag and CNET gave it, you know, average review ratings. There was, you know, nothing really magnanimous about it, uh, but that there were features that the competition definitely excelled at, including, you know, a big thing for the GameCube was that it had a lack of game lineup at launch, um, which of course was something that PlayStation didn't have to worry about. No, they Um, never will again. (laughs) Yeah, ever, (laughs) ever again. Um, And, uh, you know, so it had a lack of a game lineup at startup and then criticism of the look and feel of the console. A lot of people described it as toyish, which that's what I loved about it. See, I I mean, I think of it as nice and sweet and endearing, but also like, I mean, when you look at it compared to like the very sleek, very sexy PlayStation, I mean, it's weird that I'm calling a game console sexy, but But you know what I mean? And then looking at the Xbox was very like, that curve on that boy over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That yeah, PS4 curve. Mm, here for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like so, my yeah. game consoles with curves. <laughs> <laughs> I like my game consoles thick. Uh, with two Cs. <laughs> yeah, otherwise I like them slim. I like the slim version. <laughs> yeah, either slim or thick. It's one or the other. Um, and then, of course, the Xbox was, like, very, like... Scientific, Borg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm a nerd. I know. Yeah, so however, due to poor sales figures and the financial stress of that, the company, um, or the financial stra- stress of that to the company, Time International called the GameCube an unmitigated disaster in an article about the Oh! Yeah, that's a lot. Shots <laughs> like, fired. Okay. <laughs> Um, so Nintendo sold 20, oh God, see, this is where it gets bad. It's like they, okay, so they sold 22 million GameCube units worldwide, placing it behind the Xbox's 24 million, which, you know, 
I mean, at least it was close, <laughs> for real. And then, of course, paling in comparison to the PlayStation's two, PlayStation 2's oh, yeah. 155 million. Yeah. Um, it also uh, underperformed its older sibling, the N64, which came in at 33 million units. IGN placed it as the 16th best gaming console, putting it behind its other six-gen console competitors, except for the short-lived Dreamcast. I was going to say, like... Top 20 is good, but how many consoles? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. How many consoles have been? You know, we could probably list all of them at the end of this. <laughs> We're going to know. Um, however, GameCube was still able to hold up with classic hits from Sega, like Sonic Adventure 2 and Super Monkey Ball, um, as well as games like Lego Star Wars and Tomb Raider from Iodos. Uh, Tomb Raider Legend, sorry, from Eidos, and in 2003, sales continued to drag with millions of unsold consoles in stock, uh, and Nintendo made the decision to halt further production for the first nine months of 2003, and then only saw rebounding sales when they decided to drop the price to 99.99 sure. in US dollars. Um, and then they released the Legend of Zelda Co- Collections Edition bundle, um, which helped to further sales... Um, during this period, GameCube sales continued steadily, but worldwide sales remained solidly in third place behind the other six-gen competitors. Uh, the GameCube's legacy rested firmly with things like Metroid Prime, which continued the Metroid series, Luigi's Mansion, which then went on to become, um, it became the most successful and best-selling game for the GameCube, uh, but it's also mm-hmm. now a successful staple in the Nintendo family, with, of course, the Switch releasing the new Luigi's Mansion. Right, right, right. Good on him. <clears throat> and then, um... Of course, Animal Crossing, which was actually originally released for the N64, but saw great success on the GameCube system, being named the seventh best game of all time oh, by G4. I'm emoting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, that was on X-Play. And then on IGM, the game still holds an outstanding 9.1 rating. Uh, the GameCube was officially discontinued worldwide in 2007. Aww. Yeah. Aww. So now we have Animal Crossing, and now we, we have Animal do. Crossing again. So yeah. it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... I'm going to talk to you about Xbox. Fun. I'm excited. I wrote, now entering the ring is the Xbox, and in its corner is Microsoft. (laughs) True. Ding, ding, ding. These motherfuckers didn't come to play. They came to fuck shit up. Oh, dang. Uh, The Xbox was Microsoft's first attempt at a gaming console, and they really nailed the shit out of it. Yeah. You know, they Tell just did the it, damn said. thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, it was released uh, in North America in 2001, and it was the first major console produced by an American company since the Atari Jaguar died in 1996, which I thought I didn't was pretty even, cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. I didn't even think about that, yeah. honestly. A console is a console to me. <laughs> right, right, right. I just didn't think about, like, any American console. I guess Atari was, like, the last... American console company, really. Yeah. I mean, and like, then, obviously, Sega has, like, Nintendo, or not, fuck, shit-ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am having a day today. back it up. <laughs> right? I mean, I started drinking Pinot Grigio at, you know, 11 o'clock this morning. <laughs> mashed so. potato time. <laughs> mashed potato time. Mashed potatoes, Pinot Grigio, breakfast of champions. Uh, but, yeah, no, I haven't thought about the fact that Atari was the last console system yeah. in America until Super Microsoft. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, sorry. Microsoft was already seeing video game success, obviously, by releasing games on Windows machines. Right. Uh, however, when Sony announced that the PS2, with all of its bells and whistles, Bill Gates saw it as a threat to their line of PCs. Like right. he thought it was gonna like fucking take over the home computing systems that he had in place. Right, which is weird because. Anyway. Well, because it was gonna connect to the internet. Right, and it was a it DVD was a... player. Well, okay, and it yeah, plays video games. He thought it was gonna fucking take shit over. Right. Um, looking back now, he's fucking stupid. But fucking dummy, big old dummy dumb. But luckily, he did because he decided uh, that it was time for them to join the ranks of gaming consoles, mm-hmm. and they were fueled by a burning desire to surpass Sony in the console market. Mm. Uh, <laughs> burn, baby, burn. Yeah. Uh, so engineers from the company's DirectX team, which was in charge of Microsoft APIs and such, yeah, uh, they took the lead on the development using the DirectX technology that they already had in place. Right. So there was some back and forth between the DirectX team and the Web TV team, which had joined Microsoft around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Web TV team wanted... Uh, a brand new product built from scratch. So they wanted to start from like nothing 
<clears throat> and, and build, build it up. up. Yeah. Um, but direct direct X team thought that that was stupid and wanted to repurpose PC hardware components because they're cheaper. They already have them. They already know it works, and they're I mean, upgradable. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of what they had done already yeah. within other consoles, anyways. Right. So. so it just made sense for them, especially them being a computer computer company, company <laughs> to use computer <laughs> <I did>. components. <laughs> So eventually, both teams pitched their ideas to Gates, and Gates sided with the DirectX team, which is how the Xbox became to be known as Xbox. Oh, nice. That's cute. Yeah. And Aww. then, this is a cute little fun fact. Aw. The Xbox had a bunch of different names at first, because they couldn't decide, and like everybody was just throwing shit out, and they were like all over the place, and then someone jokingly said the Xbox. Because uh, the system already had a higher volume of adult content compared to Sony and Nintendo. Throwback to season one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, I lost my place. Uh, <laughs> and that was eventually shortened down to Xbox. Mm. The Microsoft marketing team did not like this and thought that consumers also wouldn't like it. So they threw it on a list of potential names and uh, tried it out in a focus group and it fucking won. Ah, so, yeah. in your face, losers. Fuck y'all. <laughs> so, the Xbox was first publicly mentioned by Gates in 99 and officially announced by Gates in 2000. It was then officially unveiled by Gates and the motherfucking Rock in 2001. Really? <laughs> yes, dude. Oh my god, did you, you watch? Did you, you go back and watch you it? You have to watch it. He looks, he's got the tiny fucking glasses on. Oh my god. <laughs> it's fucking prime rock season. <laughs> oh my god, I need it. Oh, it's Crazy so Crazy eyes rock? Well, he's wearing his fucking sunglasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. It's yeah, so yeah, great. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So they decided that Halo Combat Evolved would be the launch game. Oh, love it because that is was the game that showcased the machine's power the best and boy fuck did it <laughs> it was such a fucking smart move um it was the most compelling first person shooter game to hit the scene at this point and mm -hmm. it really pushed uh the success of the xbox right. everybody wanted to fucking play that game ah uh, because it was fucking amazing yeah like, I, I loved, when i was I in high school so and xbox was like fucking around i went to um a halo birthday party where yeah. we all just fucking played halo and ate cake yeah and that was the did best have, thing did, did you have a master chief cake no it um the kid who it whose party it was he mm -hmm. was also like super into german and rammstein so it had some rammstein yeah no i fucking oh man i loved halo so much i had a fucking i had like a really nice pewter fucking like master chief pin that i had on my backpack oh, like i was a fucking halo nerd in fact with this whole quarantine thing coming up there was actually um there was the Microsoft team was at like some kind of like dev event or something like that right. and was like you should do the Spartan smile which is just like sliding like two fingers because they have helmets on right? yeah. so you can't see them so yeah. like this is like a greeting instead of like shaking hands or like hugging or doing anything just like do yeah. a Spartan smile fuck yeah do it I'm yeah sorry. I love Halo so much <laughs> uh, so sales for Halo broke all the records with over one million copies sold in the first few months of its release fuck which yeah. is fucking impressive mm-hmm so, uh, I keep saying so. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the new catchphrase. I've right. been drinking. <laughs> I've, Sorry been drink about it. I've been drinking is the new catchphrase? Because I mean. <laughs> Anyways, raining it in. While Xbox was slaying in America, it didn't really do all that well in other regions. For instance, it only sold 123,000 units in Japan the first week of its release, which is sad. Yeah, it's super sad, especially because Japan is, like, all about games. Yeah. Like, they're They really it. are. They're doing yeah. games right now. They're literally doing games <laughs> right now. As we speak. Well, I mean, they might not be because, you know. No, they are. Yeah, okay, yeah. But aren't they, like, big on, like, arcades and stuff like that? But they're also um, into Overwatch and shit, so. This is true. This is very true. Yeah. They're gaming right they're now. They're gaming okay, right now. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> they're gaming right now. Everybody's gaming right now, except for what time is it in Japan? You know also. what? I'm just saying. Don't be doing this weird math right now. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyways. Ringing it in. <laughs> in a dramatic turn of events, Microsoft dropped the price by $100, bringing it down uh, to $199 in 2002. This was a big deal because that meant that the company wasn't really turning a, much of a profit uh, every unit sold. Mm -hmm. But it did encourage people to purchase the system. This, is, this tactic also helped Microsoft outsell the GameCube. Which it did. Yeah. And in another big move... Uh, for them that also happened in 2002 was the release of that 
release of the highly anticipated Xbox Live Starter Kit. This was something that was entirely new to console gaming um, because not only could people play with their friends and strangers, they could also download new content. Mm. Uh, they had over 150,000 subscribers within the first week of it launching, mm-hmm. and it was a huge success. I wrote hug <laughs> success. I was going to mention, I was like, was it a huge success or a hug success? Because it looks like it was both. <laughs> it was both. <laughs> so in 2003, the downfall of the Xbox began when EA <clears throat> pulled out of a deal with, <laughs> with their Madden game over some issues. <laughs> Uh, They pulled out of a deal with their Madden game over uh, some issue that they had with Xbox Live. Like, they didn't like it, and we all know about EA. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah, everybody. We just need a long pause about it. (laughs) EA. EA. (laughs) EA later signed a deal with Microsoft anyways, so it was, like, fucking dumb, and it kind of fucked Xbox a little bit. So just one more reason. Right, to be pissed at EA. For doing fucking Yeah, because the initial damage had already been done. Right. All right, guys. Thanks. So on top of that, Microsoft continued to lose money on every unit sold. Uh, Even with all that sad stuff happening, though, uh, the Halo 2 launch um, really fucking knocked it out of the park. And it sold, yeah, it sold over 2.5 million copies in the first 24 hours of its release. Oh, fuck yeah. And this was before people were crazy about, like, midnight releases and, like, pre-orders yeah. and stuff like that. Like, because... This was really actual, they this sold like, the game. I'm gonna get to this was regular ass people when it opens up, or KB Toys, or fucking, oh, like, fucking shit like KB that. fucking KB Toys? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm gonna get there right when they open up and get this fucking game. And yeah. And it's, like, sold out We're gonna out get this price. Right. Yeah. So, with the announcement of the uh, Xbox 360, the original Xbox slowly died and had a final count of 24 million units sold. Uh, I do want to say really quickly that um, the original Xbox was the only Xbox I've ever owned, and I traded it for my dad or to my dad for his PS2. Nice, <laughs> worth, <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Great decision. Yeah, holding true. Mm-hmm. So, some quick stats. Uh, it was released in 2001 and worldwide in 2002. It died in 2009. Some notable games include Fable, the Halo series, Elder Scrolls series, Doom series, Call of Duties, <laughs> a bunch of ESPN games, FIFA games, and Madden games. <laughs> I never understood, nor do I still to this day understand sports games whatsoever. I don't get it either, except for I do buy all the WWE games. What up? That's different, though. That's like a fighting game, you know, yeah. essentially. Um, so. It's sports, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a sport, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying I think that it's in a different classification it really of is, sports yeah. games. Because, like, I just never, I never understood sports games. I never played sports People games. Fucking love it, man. I played, like, two seconds of a FIFA game, and I got, like, confused and upset and, like, fucking was like, fuck yeah, this. People like, are fucking control. really good at it. A couple years ago, um, my cousin's husband won, um, like, third place, I think, in a nationwide Madden yeah. fucking game. I mean, people play it competitively, like, every yeah. other eSport, but it's just, like, to it's me, it's crazy. fucking stupid. Yeah. It's like, if you want to fucking play that, like, go outside and fucking play football. No, because then you have to leave the fucking outside. couch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, yeah. Anyways, best-selling Anyways. games, Halo 2, with 8.46 million copies. Absolutely. I loved it. I, so I never owned an Xbox personally, but my literal next door neighbor had an Xbox and I would go there every day after school because my mom worked late. So I would get like out of school and then we'd like go over to his house and like play it. Sure. And sometimes we played basketball, which is something that I used to do. <laughs> On the Xbox? Or no, 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 no. Like outside. Like we'd play, we'd play like basketball until right, the sun right, went right. down and then we'd like go inside and right. play Halo. And it was cool. dope. Super dope. Yeah. So, um, I think I said it again. I said so again. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's it. That's the one. (laughs) I keep saying that. (laughs) Anyways, there we go. That's a new segue. I think, honestly, okay, so like I said, I didn't really play much of the GameCube. I played some Xbox games, but it was, like, pretty much almost exclusively Halo. But, I mean, in terms of the system setup, in terms of the, um progression of console gaming with xbox live and all that in terms of everything personally for me i am gonna hand this one to xbox even though they didn't like crazy surpass it and i do have like 
I've not ever been an Xbox fan. No, <laughs> like, and I'm never going to be an Xbox fan. Um, I love the Fable series, and I loved Halo, and it sucks that they're on Xbox because I just don't like any, elf, any yeah. of the other offerings. I but probably won't ever... I don't see myself buying an Xbox. Right, especially when you have a PC. Yeah, I also give it to Xbox. I mean, they fucking, they did the damn thing. Yeah, I mean, for their first try, like, great job. Yeah, good job. Yeah, that's a good job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm going to give this one to Xbox, personally, even though I'm a Nintendo guy, kind of, technically. Um, You're a Nintendo. I'm a Nintendo. It's good, it's good. Cool, cool, I like it. Great. Yeah. That's the episode. And there you go. I'm so sorry that it took us so long to get back to you. I'm really glad that we get to record in the same room now. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, it's super great. We're going to put, hopefully get some We probably sound in. like a bunch of fucking cackling assholes. Right. <laughs> oh my god, big dick. <laughs> sorry. B-D-E. Sorry about B-C-E. that. B-C-E. Big cackle energy. <laughs> yep. Um, so instead of talking about what we're playing... This week we're actually going to record a nibble so Yeah, which is something that's exclusive for our Patreon subscribers. Um, if you'd be interested in kind of finding out a little bit more about what's going, what's been going on uh, with what we're playing in terms of games, and you want just kind of some more laid-back type content, um, definitely subscribe to our Patreon, which of course is Bite Size Podcast. Um, so it's patreon.com slash podcast. Um, and then, of course, if you've got anything to add onto these, if you have any experiences with these games, because this was kind of the, the, our main listening audience, this was what you grew up with, was yeah. this generation. So definitely email us at bitesizedpodcast, which is B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E-D, podcast at gmail.com, or reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at bitesizedpodcast. Um, just send us... All of your stuff on there. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to wrap this shit up, and we're going to record that nibble episode, and it's going to be about Animal Crossing. Oh, my God, New Horizons! (laughs) So, yeah, so we're going to talk about our experiences with that. So if you want to listen to that episode, definitely get online to patreon.com slash podcast and subscribe to our Patreon, where you will have that episode available to you for our uh, tier, our second tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, second tier and up. Um, other than that, thank you guys so much. Obviously, everybody's, like, I'm trying not to talk about it because it's just fucking everywhere all the time, but thank you so much for, uh, being patient with us and, um, kind of hanging out while we kind of figured life out, as I, as we kind of explained at the beginning of the episode. Everybody's going through a really rough time, uh, Yeah, shit's weird. With the whole pandemic, you know, the whole global pandemic that's going on, you know, NBD. (laughs) Um, So thank you guys so much for your patience. And of course, we're going to try and backlog some content for you so that we've got plenty of stuff to release on time. Um, And yeah, thanks for being our bite-sized buddies. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. True. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.